Come one, come all. It's this week's Monkey Love Punch podcast, and we are back to normal. And on these podcasting journeys, I have my stall that's always here on these podcasting journeys. Let's if I can get it right down here. It's Nigel. Say hello, Nigel. Cheers, mate. You all right? <laughs> and the man who seems to be able to catch every tropical disease going, it's Keith. Say hello, Keith. Hello. What tropical <laughs> disease do you have this week, Andrew? Um, <laughs> um, yes. It's the game every week. If, if if Keith drops off, it's because he's not too well. So a, a bit of sympathy to, uh, to Keith. And I've been nice enough now, so bloody bastard gets a... Uh, um, a star. I can hold it. Pull up. No, I'm all right. Gets one of them. <laughs> um, you know yeah. me. I, I can't be nice for too long. We too we long. wouldn't be true friends if we were very supportive, would we? <laughs> I think as you as you're giving out those, um, look in the comments. There's another one that has to come. Oh no, really? Okay, before we even start, yeah. we've got a. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. We'll have to get you back on as soon as we get our feet under the table for this year. We'll uh, we'll start getting guests back on because definitely want Baxter back on. Definitely want you back on, and some other people we want to get on. We want to get Chuck on from uh, Keith's droning channel because Chuck is restricted in the way he talks, but he's very spicy. Um, <laughs> so I think an unrestricted Chuck would be interesting. But definitely got to get you back on, um, Dave. So uh, we'll we'll sort some bits out. So. There's lots been going on. Well, I say lots been going on. A couple of few really good meaty stories happening this week. Uh, we've got some Star Wars news. We've got some Doctor Who news. Not Keith. I wonder what that could be. Um, we've got some bits about PlayStation. Uh, and we've got our reviews of the latest episode of The Expanse. And a story which will make you just go, what? <laughs> to end off with. So let's start off with our first thing, which is... Star Wars The High Republic released a new trailer and some bits for it. Um, it's not snowflake and safe space levels of of hilarity, but it's pretty close. Um, this is The High Republic. This is the Kathleen Kennedy faction of Star Wars because there's a civil war going on in, in, in Disney for, for the heart of Star Wars, and this is what they're planning to put out. Um, so naturally, <laughs> we've got... Have you ever seen a TV show called um, Vagrant Queen? No. I doubt anyone heard of it because it was so unpopular it got cancelled after six episodes. This looks like a poster for that TV show. All right? Got your, 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 your bitchy black woman, your soy male, and an alien. All right? So you go down here and it's like kind of, oh, we've got uh, – we're showing off our thingy. They've got a trailer here, which I'm not going to go through. But here are some of the characters, Yeah. Gay. Look at this gay. No, no, no. Right. Here's the funny thing is, right? That's an anagram for Leo is gay. Look at the look what's written down on a second. Let's just look at let's look at his name there. Leo is gay. That's what that is. Kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could they be so fucking blank? Also, dude, lay off the soy. Yeah, it's like kind of that's they've they've clearly tried to make you look muscular, but that ain't muscular. Muscular's looking like Conan in comics, I'm afraid. You can um, still and... be muscular and uh, have this feminine... What the fuck are they? They're well, in. they needed some porgs. They needed some Ewoky sort of things. So they came up with, as Nigel put, gremlins. Furry gremlins. gremlins. Furry gremlins. Half Morgwai, half this? gremlins. 
We watched this the other day. It was all at Christmas. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The film. one on the right there looks almost completely ripped from Gremlins 2. It, almost, this, almost, this there was one that wears those kind of 80s sun fucking glasses in Gremlins 2, which is still one of my favourite. I love Gremlins. I think that one's actually in Gremlins 1 as well. I think there is another one that wears the reference. You might chain, be right. It's Gremlins it's, 2, I remember. And, yeah. you know... Uh, to, to, because Grammys too is always the, the New York, New York. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Daniel Clamp and Clamp Towers. Um, and then we've got Ty Yorick. Um, lesbian. <laughs> All right. Now I'm oh, going to play. Face. Hang on. No. <laughs> They've they've um they've taken that Ty Yorick. They've they've basically taken the Predator mask with the dreads on it. Yeah, that does it quite look bit. like that does look like the Predator mask with the dreads on it. Unfortunately, I'd rather see the Predator with the Predator mask and the dreads on it. Um, okay, a quick one. Right, right. We're going to play a game. It's called Guess the Gender of This Individual. Neutral. <laughs> I think, I think they're a Morai warrior. Mary. Mary. That's it. That's it. Right, this it, is drawn like a woman, but with a name like Ram Jam or Ram Jam Ram. It looks like a woman, doesn't it? Let me guess. It, it's a man. It's a man, and a name like Ram Jam Ram. Oh, sorry, Ram Jam O Ram sounds a bit John Barrowman, shall we say? I like John Barrowman though. That's the difference between that this character and John Barrowman. But John Barrowman <laughs> is fabulous. He is fabulous. I, I like him. It's like you know, there's oh, there's like a bag of ideas, and they clearly ain't got it. So they've got that there. Um, now the the bad guys in this are supposed to be alien triffids. Hang yeah. Hang hang on. Hang on. Where's Skeletor? That that, that yes. You're right. That does look. That looks. No, no. It's more Hordak for that because she's she well. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that. yeah. I, that, that's almost. I have the power. But um, no, just no. This is no. not Star Wars. Just no. This is just more bullshit. It's, it's it is utter, utter utter crap. And then we get back to to, to this. I'm going to see if I can find a picture from um. What do you call it? Vagrant Queen. She looks like every black cartoon character from 2010 to now. Riri Williams looks like that. Is, is this is this a comic book or is this going to be a series as well? It's it is a comic book, uh, a series of actual books, and I think they were playing some other stuff. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I just started looking at the pictures is, and just laughing. Is my this the TV series that that? Um... Yes, that this is woman. supposed to be part of the the Harvey Weinstein's former assistant, supposed to be in charge yeah. of, who yeah. forced her way into fucking Star Wars. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, um, where like we're kind of hire for talent? No, no, we hire because of uh, blackmail. Um, <laughs> to be look, fair, if if I knew somebody who was working Star Wars, I, I wouldn't mind being a part of that. To be honest, it was a leg up. You would mm. try and force your way. Yeah, it's just no, this you, woman you is, this woman is as guilty as sin. There is no way she didn't know what was going on. There is no way that she is not culpable to a certain amount of thing. So she's obviously got shit on all the other people, and that's how she's still out there. That's how Hollywood works, baby. That is. It's not yep. who you know. It's whose dirty secrets you know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes. what, uh, and, and this is this is that woman from the front. I'm assuming this is a woman from the front cover, and Jamba Ramba Rambery. Um, Jamba Ramba. Uh, the, the, and this is where you come into is it a boy or is it a girl kind of territory there because they've kind of in fairness that drawing makes him look a bit more masculine yeah in fairness it, it does it makes him look like a 12 year old boy yeah well yeah. maybe he is yeah. but, but we, what it what, is what, what, the main totally like, right. ram, ram me hard that's his name <laughs> ram me hard. i just thought it meant he goes head first into everything uses his head like you mean like the 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 that actually comes back to bloody He Man with the character with the the one that would Ram Man was his name. We had the big iron head. He was a shit one that no one. I, wanted, I remember. I remember, but I can't remember the name. It's been years. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. This... I'm absolutely zero interest in this. Oh, I, I'm I'm here to, to 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 take the piss. This character almost looks feminine. Yeah. Agrees. Almost looks feminine. Apart from, for some reason, they have just... She looks like she may have been lifted from another comic because they don't look like fucking lightsabers. They look like Japanese swords. It's weird the way they've done those and the guards they've got there. Yeah. Usually lightsabers don't have them. Yeah, because they're fucking hot plasma. That shit would melt. Unless it's Beskar, I suppose. We've now got a thingy. If it's Beskar, pure Beskar, it works. No, no, not Beskar, it's Goldie. Um, yeah, I she looks alright. Um, but Guy yeah, just, but when just, I first heard of um, this Republic, um, High Republic, I thought they were going to bring in a another Mandalorian made or Mandalorian esque type series onto Disney Plus. That's what I was expecting. Something nice and gritty, made in the same fashion, but. Turns out it's just comic books. I don't read comic I, books anymore. I'm, I'm not in. You know, well, no, there is a, there is meant to be a series surrounding the High Republic, but this is the two factions. This is the two factions yeah. of Lucasfilm at the moment. You've got whatever Catherine Kennedy's got on people. It is what dirty laundry she's got now. That's the only reason that she's still in the job. Because there is no way it it it's so obvious how popular the Mandalorian is. Versus anything that she's been involved with, and no matter how many people say it, she is not involved in the Mandalorian. It's quite plainly oh, obvious. It's quite obvious because they're giving us <laughs> stuff that we like. Just a quick one: No one had turned around and said uh, the character, the, the black character, looked like she drawn. This is the vagrant queen thing I was talking about, and that's a fucking soy boy mate there. Yeah, looks familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it's just to just to t- emphasize a point here that. They're too scared to invent new characters. It's like kind of uh, like the, the 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 black character. That, it looks more Maori. I'll be honest with you, um, but you'd expect you'd if a Ma- even Maori or a black guy, you'd kind of expect them to have a bit of physicality about them. They're like a crushed walnuts in their arms, that sort of thing. You know, they might no not Bobby be the smartest. Draper. Sorry, no, see Bobby Drake. No Bobby Drake. Bobby Draper in the in the what do you call it in the book is bigger than she is in real life and she's a big lady, um, but she makes sense why she she is like that. But so the whole Star Wars thing is just, but, but, talking of how can I put it, um, infighting in Star Wars. Um, naturally, the day after the High Republic stuff all came out, all came out from the Kennedy camp. 
the Filoni and Favreau camp went, you know what? Uh, we've got a Star Wars film. And uh, Kevin Feige is uh, to be writing it alongside the director of uh, Loki and Doctor Strange 2, Michael Walden. So naturally, they had to take a fucking advert on bloody... Oh, Jesus Christ, these are obnoxious. So naturally, oh. Kevin Feige is going to have to come out and turn around because, you know what, we got a film. There were rumours that I was doing a film and the house helping out in the background and this, that and the others. And guess what? They're true. Um, so, yeah, it's um, Michael Walden, who's working on the Multiverse of Madness and some other bits there. He's going to be joining Kevin Feige in this. And and it, it sticks out. Uh, it's weeks of um, Civil War, but it's a great... It's taken a, a big shit from on high um, to, to, to come out the day after. Not the week up. Week after would make more sense. But he's he's coming out. So if, if Loki is good and the Multiverse of Madness is good, it's a good chance they're going to get a decent Star Wars film from Kevin, uh, from Kevin Feige and that. Um, and they are kind of, I think Feige, Favreau and Filoni, the, the Fs, <laughs> are, are putting together a more suitable, clever Star Wars universe in, in regards to what's going on. And yeah, I think it's going to be all right. Downside is I think Pat Jenkins is a bit fucked. After, <laughs> there's a, right, this is how, right, I'd just like to point out the following, yeah? That you're more likely to be fired from a Star Wars film than you are to be making it. True. All right, just from history, the chances flip a coin. I've got a theory that Patty Jenkins isn't going to make a her Rogue One thing. I think someone else, I think someone from the MCU will wind up making it. Um, especially based after, upon responses to Wonder Woman 1984, I would say so, yes. Yeah, because that that fucking nosedive, something chronic. Apparently there's an hour and ten minutes in the middle of the film where there's no Wonder Woman, if I understand that correctly. I don't know if that's true. I'm going to have to check. Um, but I, I wasn't... Everyone's like, oh, no, Patty Jenkins is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? Really? Because I watched that Wonder Woman film and I went, that's okay. But it's the, the, the response that people gave to it is what it was described to is the thirsty fan response. We just want something good. Something passable. If it passes, it's going to be great because we had... Batman versus Superman, and that's super shite. Yeah, and then we had we had I, Justice I think, League. I think I think there was certainly a lot of that from the DC camp, having suffered through Batman versus Superman, um, Man of Steel, and a few other things to get that first Wonder Woman film um, was a was a blessed relief. So people probably viewed it. Um, better than maybe perhaps it was. I still enjoy the film. I do think it's an okay film. It's certainly watchable. Um, is it the greatest film? No. Um, Aquaman is better in, in, in so many ways, but um, it's still not a bad film. But 1984, ooh, is it bad? Bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it is it is really bad. But uh, but we still got more. We got more Star Wars stuff to go through here. So, right, we'll take bets. Yeah, Patty Jenkins isn't going to do Rogue Squadron film. Okay, she'll have a writing credit on it, and that's it. How much money? Let's go to the bookies now and put it on. Um, and then we've got the Mandalorian set up their um, how can I put it? Their Thanos, their big bad, 
for the TV series in the shape of Grand Admiral Thrawn. And uh, people have been calling for Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kevin Cumberbatch. <laughs> Kevin, I like his, Kevin little his little brother, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch to play Grand Admiral Thrawn. And Keith mentioned he needs the voice of um, the guy who played Augustus Magnuson in Sherlock because he's the one who does the voice on the on the cartoon. And you're right, he has got a very kind of it's a very calculating, very thought out kind of kind of threatening, kind of scary voice. Um, but there is a rumor Robert Danny Bloody Jr. is gonna play him. I don't want to sound rude or anything. Yeah, I like Robert Danny Jr. This ain't the role for you, mate. I don't know. I don't know how much this is true because one, I don't think Feige is doing a th a Thrawn film. I think Thrawn is very much going to be the um the main protagonist in the Ahsoka series. And I think he will then become the overall Thanos bad. So I don't know how much of this is true. I'd like to see Robert Dowding Jr. in the Star Wars um world, but you can't he can't play Thrawn. Thrawn has to be Cumberbatch would probably get away with it, but I want them to cast the bloke who does the voice because he, he's got that look. He's tall and he's gaunt. He's got the thorn look. Put fucking blue face on him in a wig. He'll do it. He can do it. He can do it. He's got that look. He's the, got that sort of sharp nose. I mean, the guy can do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I... I don't know if he can because the other thing is in, in Rebels, I'm not sure if they did it in uh, what do you call it? The other one, what was it? Clone Wars. In Rebels, they had it. So Grand Admiral Thrawn was, uh, he could beat the shit out of you. And that guy doesn't look like he could do it. I don't um, know. I, I think oh, you could be right. But then again, then again, you, you've got a point because he would have aged. Yeah, there's three, what was that, three films. So there's like a good 10, 12 years at least. Yeah, for him to age up, so it, it could work. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm actually looking forward to, to, to the idea of that one. I'm going to pop this down here so we can go back. Um, so yeah, but I don't think Robert Downey Jr. I, he's not. He's he he plays. He should be playing the fun, charismatic type actor, not the sinister, evil planner. He probably could pull it off. As an actor, because he's that talented, but you'd you'd expect him to be wisecracking halfway through, um, and he probably does need another role role to how can I put it distinguish him from um, uh, the the MCU, and this could be that role. Uh, and he's had dealings with Kevin Feige and whatnot. So, and John Favreau is his mate, so I think it probably I th I think it's going to happen. I think I you're right. I think sorry, Nigel. Just let me finish this off. I think Keith. I think you're right. Don't fucking quote me on that because I don't like being quoted. <laughs> saying that you're right. Um, I think you're right on it. That the guy would. If I had more that. energy, I would. I would. You know, form a celebration over that. But yeah. you, you've got me on a weak way. Right. Like, uh... But <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be Robert Downey Jr. I've got him. If if it's true, if this is true, then it's going to happen. Sorry, Nigel. Um, I, I was just saying. Um... I've just had to Google who Thrawn is because I've no clue. <laughs> um, I've seen what he looks like. Um, although I'd love to see Downey Jr. in the Star Wars uh, series, that would be cool. Um, I do think the facial features of uh, Cumberbatch suits Thrawn a hell of a lot more from what the pictures I've seen. Yeah, At least on that 
in in that way. I don't. I haven't heard his voice or anything like that because I didn't watch any of those cartoons. But you've got the <coughs> he chokes on his drink. You've got Disney Plus now, Nigel. You can watch them. I can. I can sure. watch them. That only short too, so it's like twenty minutes. You can do it while you're eating your food and then return to whatever task you were doing. Ah, well, it's uh, yeah. I'm interested to see where this this one goes. Um, I didn't realise there was going to be a Ahsoka series. Is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the play on doing Ahsoka series. Because um, her fleeting appearance in the Mandalorian um, as the first Jedi to appear in in here in that in the Mandalorian, it, it wasn't enough for me really, and you didn't really see too much of her and why she ended up where she was. I quite like to see a lot more around that go go, go watch the clone wars night and then go and watch um uh, rebels after that and you'll know all about her and that'll make much more sense and you can see why the diehard and i'll use that term correctly the diehard star wars fans insist that she's one of the better characters and she is because it's she was she's feloni's luke skywalker effectively yeah. she is feloni ahsoka is feloni's baby basically um and she's awesome um because you know she was created in a time where there wasn't all this woke bullshit and 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 they just wrote a decent character and the fact is she is probably one of the most powerful non jedis because she's not a jedi but she yes. can kick the shit out of most of them um she's she's a badass and i'm really looking forward to the the Ahsoka series and i liked how they teased us in the mandalorian they 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 teased us with it um but she yeah she's going to be interesting although she's not a uh, a jedi from what i gather she can use the force she has a saber um well, she's she, she's, she's, she's trying to be one but she gave up she, she she's yeah she trained to the point of almost being a Jedi Master, but she's now, uh, when you, when she rejoins in Rebels, she's arguably surpassed that. Um, and um, oh, she's more powerful yeah. than a Jedi Master. But there's a lot more to it because the final season of Rebels, if you go and look at the, the 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 logo that they've released for the Ahsoka TV series, there is a there is a spoiler there, or at least something hinting at. But much bigger thing because the the last few episodes of the rebels because arguably ahsoka died at the end of season two of rebels and ezra using some kind of timey-wimey force shit saves her right and pulls her out and that timey-wimey fucking force shit the world that he goes into all of those, those logos that are in the world that he's into is part of this ahsoka logo so there's some timey-wimey force bullshit involved in the Soka series, put it that way. What it is, I don't know, but it, it, I'm looking forward to it because Rebels was awesome and yeah. Ahsoka's awesome. I think it's one of these kids. God damn these electric sex bands. Because <laughs> someone was getting rather excited over Star Wars then. Um, okay. Don't make me laugh. <clears throat> I'm gonna make you laugh, Keith. So, even when you do your podcast, I make you. I try to make you laugh. Yeah, you um, do. So let's move on to the. It's kind of this was supposed to be movie stuff, but we're gonna move on to the TV stars. Right, righty, 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 righty. 
And anyway, last week we talked about Doctor Who and what a fucking shit show it was. Um, so just to, just to, to recap where we are in in um, in in the Doctor Who thing. So they did the the, the special with John Barrowman, and I watched it because it had John Barrowman on it, and I didn't give a shit about anything else. They sidelined the Bradley Walsh character. So even the interesting bits that he had in the first series, all gone. So all the interesting stuff, just gone. Full of terrible writing. It didn't top the first episode of the new series. And if you know anything about the specials, they tend to be the big ones, tend to be in the 10 million figures. I think 10 million was for Voyage of the Dam, and then it kind of comes down. I think 8 to to 7 is low. I think seven's the lowest it went, which was Capaldi's last one. Um, but he had he had his his, his, his Christmas one with uh, Nick Frost in there, which was up uh, among the top ones. But yeah, look at that! Look, look at that! Four point six million. Uh, sorry, four point six nine million. And then people went back and watched it because it's because it's got Wussy's mush in it. That's all it was. That's the John Barrowman bump. We'll call that. Um, but it's still shit. I I completely forgot that that was even going to be on. Yeah. And, right, so it was on. It was on New Year's Day, right? Instead of Christmas, in a lockdown, right? <laughs> in a, and it in still did not score as much as the uh, when everybody's at home because it's not like they're out fucking partying. Um, it got less than the last one, which was on New yeah. Year's Day, and and when people were out and about, it it yeah, no, it was crap. It was bad. It was boring. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it was it was boring. Um, and then after we did the podcast last week, this news came out: Jodie Whittaker set to quit Doctor Who role after three years. Yeah, but just it's like only half. Point... All right, hang on a second. I'd just like to point out the following. Yeah, she complained that she wasn't getting paid as much as a as a man. Yeah, she has less lines in the episodes. She does less 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 work, but somehow gets the the same pay as Peter Capaldi. Um, Peter Capaldi can act the telephone directory. That's how good he is, yeah? Whether you like Doctor Who at the time, Peter Capaldi, best actor to play Doctor Who. I, he's better than Christopher Eccleston, I'm sorry, if you think that Eccleston. Eccleston's good, Capaldi's better, and it's because he's, the, the, he's got the acting chops and age on him for the time. Um, so she's quitting, which is great news. Yes. But it's not what we want to hear. What we want to hear is Chris Chibnall's quitting. Chris Chibnall is... Is hanging up his pen and fucking off, and and maybe Russell T Davis comes back, or even Stephen Moffat coming back, or even Joe Hill, the American writer who was told that he couldn't do it because he wasn't British. Yeah, which I found ridiculous. It should be a case of you can do it, but you've got to cover yourself in Britishness before you can start writing these things. Yeah, like it's a thing. Like we will we will assign you Al Murray. As, as 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 a cultural attaché, if you know who Al Murray is, yeah, as a cultural attaché, to tell you why you need to to take care and steep yourself in British culture in order to write these things. Um, he did that lock and key thing, which was which was perfectly serviceable. Um, I will, I'll, t- I'll tell you how good it was when we get a second season of it of it come through. And it's ironic because there's an actress in there who was in Doctor Who. She was in the Rings of Akadan, who's the who's the girl in that. But she's gone, which is great. We, but I do want to hear Chinball's gone, 
because I. Uh, it could be that he's going as well because if the rumours are correct that that the, the contracts are up for renewal after the next season and nobody wants it because the ratings are so low, arguably he'll be gone as well. Um, he, he right, it, it's 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 a three point. It's a three. It point needs point. a talent. It, yeah. it needs a talented writer, and he, you know, the first season of Broadchurch was great, but after that it was crap. Um, and uh, yeah, he's not he's not he's not a good Doctor Who writer. And and the trouble is, you've had brilliant writers like Russell T Davis and Stephen Moffat, who were the, the head showrunners. And 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 you can tell why it's not any more that the ideas are not good. Um, the fact they admitted they couldn't come up with a good Christmas episode, and this is why it's moved to New Year's. It's just lame. Um, and uh, look, the the thing is. A female doctor can work. Hell, that what's her face, Joe? What's her face? Who turned up for five Dr. minutes Ruth. in a bullshit episode? Did a much better doctor than than Jodie Whittaker could ever hope. That's of. that's the bit that annoyed me because she was apparently the actress wasn't told that she was supposed to be a doctor character. That was kept secret from her until the, the day of filming. And she did but a better fucking job. And that's what got me because I reckon if it had given her a bit more. Because she she seemed to have watched some Doctor Who and understood the character. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, okay, all right, it's not what I want. Because if I want to, I'll be honest with you, if I, female Time Lord, Tilda Swinton, she's got that. Because the Doctor should be, uh, should be played by a character actor who looks a bit psycho. Yeah. And if you look at the roles oh, of David yeah. Tennant's playing at the moment, yeah. Tilda Swinton is definitely that. Yeah. Um, She'd be. Yeah, she could play the Doctor. Part. She's the only one woman I think who could do it and, and do a good a, a job as good as Capaldi did. Oh, I think there's plenty of people out there that could do it. Um, there's plenty of female actors out there that could do it, just not Jodie Whittaker, unfortunately. She's just too young and too not right for the part. Um, She's crap, basically. You can't say too young because mm. bloody Matt Smith was 27 when he got the role. But yeah, hang on, right? Matt so Smith playing. does not act like he is young. Matt Smith looks somehow manages to sound and in his mannerism 50 years older than he actually fucking is. Um, and even when he was playing a young Prince Philip, he still came across as the older Prince Philip. I don't know what it is about Matt Smith. He is older than he is if that makes sense and I, that's not a disrespectful thing he was a very good doctor um yeah. i i i i still love Matt. i love all i love all four of the doctors prior to, to to jody smith i do i think they're all great and they're all unique and they all had their really good episodes um capaldi i think was let down predominantly by bad uh, bad writing towards the end but he had some amazing lines and his final line at the speech that he gives about forgiveness and being good to one another and all of that was the best regeneration I, 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 speech. I, I mean, I, I love Matt Smith's regeneration, but... I, the, um, last thing, the last things he said was, try to be nice, but never yeah. fail to be kind. Which Jody would because uh, doctor fucking just... It, but it, was so, it was just profound and... Uh, I, I, it, it just makes me so sad because I I am a huge Doctor Who fan. I've been, you know, there's a, there are a few things that I followed since a kid, 
Star Trek, Star Wars, Batman. Let's not get into Star and, Trek. No, Discovery was so bad. Star Trek, duh, Discovery. Um, <laughs> uh, oh. but, um, yeah, we won't go there um, because it's just not even worth giving any kind of breath to. Um, but yeah. look, do you know what? Uh, do you know what's better than Discovery? Yes, the discovery. Hang on, I just need to ah. agree with um, the Hobbit. Yes, I agree with that. Chris Marshall would. That. Yeah, hang on, hang on, put it up here. Chris Marshall. Yes, he. I think he would make. He would make a good doctor. You know, Chris Marshall is, don't you, Nige? Humphrey Second from Death in Paradise. Oh, that's yeah. it. right. I yes. didn't know the real name. I was telling you the other day. I reckon. <laughs> you all day about their character names. Can't yes, the <laughs> we were having a conversation about Death in Paradise, and I was like, kind of, Arlo Hanlon, who, who's that? <laughs> it's like, he's it's the Moody, Mooney, who's Detective Mooney, remember? And it's like, oh, yeah, the one Father Ted. I was like, yes, I, I, I don't know about the awful, but I suddenly want to go and shop at Vogue. <sighs> Why do you want oh, yeah. that's a terrible picture? Look, right. Look at her face. Hang on. She looks like she's about to uh, take a dump. She does look like she's about to. She does look like she's about to curl one out. Yeah, her face. Her eyes are almost crossed. It's. I find it really <laughs> disturbing because I always. I gravitate towards people's eyes in pictures straight away. It's a thing everyone does. Sorry, it's nothing new, but. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good news. The Orville season three has resumed filming, but it's been delayed. It's been delayed, and it's been delayed by... Oh, crikey, I should be looking at my show notes here. It's been delayed from the 11th of January to the 18th of January, so by one week. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully in May, end of May, we'll be getting the next season of The Orville, which I'm looking forward to. The last episode of season two is phenomenally good. It's cinematic. It's a great story. I, yeah, I love the Orville. I mean, Jesus Christ, that last episode of season two, Orville at its best, and the two, the mini part, the two parter in the middle, just yeah. brilliant. It, it was, it was brilliant. really, it, it was really enjoyable. I, I enjoyed the Orville, and I think Nigel, you enjoyed the Orville, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I think it probably helps that um, I'm, I've never seen uh, Star Trek or anything really, so I've got nothing to uh, base it off. I just enjoyed the story and the, the comedy that they chuck in there. Nice, light-hearted fun, really. Okay. All right, so it's uh, time we moved on to uh, gaming. Right. So, Nigel, oh bloody, hell. set that up. Oh, aggressive adverts. I think. I think the internet wants me to buy cycleware. I don't know why. This... Cycleware everywhere. These kind of th these tight jacket things for going out. I know I need to go out and do have a walk. I know that. All right. Pokemon tells me I need to go for a walk. Um. Anyway, PlayStation. <laughs> Sorry. They look. It looks fucking. It's on every bloody page. A different jacket, jacket. 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 Yeah. Anyway, um, PlayStation is. In a decline in Japan for PS5s, they reckon that they're going to sell half the amount of uh, PS5s in Japan as the PS4 did. Um, it's a bit of a weird one, this. 
because uh, PlayStation 5s here in the UK, um, you'd have to fight someone in the streets if you actually wanted to get one. Um, they reckon it comes down to a few things, and it's weird because um, they they say that it, they, they made make a comment about the controller and how maybe the Japanese people don't like the controller. The controller's gorgeous. There's nothing wrong with the controller. Um, and the other thing, too, is that the Japanese-made games seem to be dro- dropping off. Now, PS1 and PS2-era games, the JRPGs, which people loved. I wasn't a big JRPG fan, but there were lots of people who I know loved those JRPGs. Um, especially the Final Fantasy ones, which they were like 50 between the PS1 and the bloody PS2. Um, they've all seemed to dry up and all the kind of those things that seem to be happening. And then there's a censorship that seems to be happening too with the, with the Japanese games. And the Japanese are kind of not liking it. A while back, we talked about Dead of or Alive Extreme Volleyball, if you remember that. And that was yeah. censored, and you can't buy that. In the, they, they self-censored they, the people um, from Koei Tecmo, if I remember correctly. Uh, they self-censored censored when it came to, to Dead or Alive. And it's just it's just mad. It's absolutely mad with it. Um, and there's things like the Demon Souls remake was done by an American company called Blue Point. Um, Gran Turismo. It seems to have just gone walkies. Yeah, it came out. It's not it's not as as, as stable as I would like a, a set of games to come out. Forza is a bit more stable, but they fuck me. They they like every two years a Forza game comes out of some shape, sort, or description. And if you like Forza, this is great for you. But if you like Gran Turismo, shit for you because you, you're looking at the people playing Forza going, "Where's my fucking Gran Turismo?" Yeah, it's mad. Um, so what would you what do you think kind of might cause this nudge? Um, well. First of all, have they considered that the the, uh, the drop off has the fact that there's no no consoles available? Um, there's no consoles available yet to buy. Of course, there's going to be a bloody drop off. They should maybe review what they're saying. Once more mm-hmm. consoles have been made available, more people have bought these consoles to see if there is actually a drop off. He 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 absolutely has a point here because. Usually, when when a new console comes out in Japan, you can get it here, right? It'll be usually a bit more m- money than than it. But even before the official launch, they'll be everywhere here. There are there is literally one or two PS5s here, and they are ridiculous money because you cannot get them for love nor money. That means that there isn't stock in Japan. So I, I think Nigel is bang on the money. I don't think it's the fact that the Japanese. Uh people are saying no to the ps5 i just think there's a stock issue there and there is globally there's a stock issue but um yeah that I, I agree with uh the jrpgs usually there's quite a few uh jrps but i mean there, there, there's going to be final fantasy 16 coming out this year at some point um and i've heard persona 5 which we can get on our um uh, what a plus collection i've yeah. heard that's actually a very very good jrpg so I'm keen to give that a go. I quite like Final Fantasy games, and this is similar to that. But outside of those, um, I don't really know of any, but there might be some that are being made specifically just to be released in Japan like there normally is, you know. But um, Gran Turismo 7 is probably going to come out this year. Maybe May, I don't know. Maybe, I'm hoping. Um, I skipped the Gran Turismo in the PS4 era because it wasn't the Gran Turismo that I knew and loved from mm. uh, 
previous gen. It was so, they called it the Gran Turismo Sport, and it wasn't as that that detailed garage drive run no. club sort of thing build up. And then you have to do that twenty four hour marathon thing to get a decent car so you can yeah. progress. You know when you leave the console on all all night. What are you doing? Because I'm a uh, I'm racing the thing, and it's like you've got autoplay, and you've put all the options in, and you just leave it on overnight to win you a trophy. Hour, the 24-hour endurance races, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, number three was the last one I played. Um, no, actually, that's a lie. Number three is the one of the ones I put more time into. Yes, I had number five, I think it is, on the PS3, um, and that was okay. Um but then they went this sport route, like you say, for the PS4. And it didn't have... It was just, yeah, go race your racing cars. And it wasn't getting your own cheap version of a Nissan Micro or something or Bluebird. Yeah. Getting it out, doing it up, and then go and race and do your best and then get a bit of money and then get out with some more, tune it a little bit, and eventually get your first places to build up your cash to buy a better car. Yeah, It, yeah. it didn't have that... that sense of achievement for, uh, that it, had in the previous games. I think we call that grind. <laughs> was a but but, it, the, the, but the thing the thing with that is is even with that even with that grind it it, it makes you have a feeling a sense of accomplishment because it's yeah. like you might you might buy the car that you want and then you might go back and redo those races that you used to get the car so you can get better brake pads for it so you can get engine tuning for it so you can get yeah. a better livery on it or something along those lines. It's. I think that, that that I think it's a mixture of two things with this decline of of, of PS5. I do think that that the Japanese market is a little pissed off with American sensibilities winding up in their games. For example, Dead or Alive Extreme. It's like we just want to play games. If you've got plastic titties and it, it's got plastic titties in it, yeah. And then then the other side of it too is because the Americans may have prioritized the American market, because they seem to be calling all the shots out of California, and the European market, that the Japanese market is falling down, and that's why you, you don't have as many consoles out. I don't think it's as cut and dry as they'd like. I think that the other part of it, too, is J uh, the JRPGs, because a lot of people I know who love PlayStation, who went on to use it Xbox, did it because the JRPGs just went, and they went, oh, I'll go and play this instead. Hmm. Well, I do. I do enjoy um, JRPGs um, quite a bit, and uh, I, I'm I'm a bit. I, I, the games I like playing the most are RPG games, and I noticed on the Xbox there isn't really many on there that I quite like. Um, I was going through the Game Pass, going, no, I don't really like any of it, the look of any of these RPG games. I stick Gears, so um, I like Gears. <laughs> I do like Gears. I yeah. think it's the best Xbox game they've got. It, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Unfortunately, it's not even an RPG, um, and I, I do like my RPGs. There, there was one RPG, Pillars of something, Pillars of Eternity, I think, um, was on on the Xbox, and I gave that a go. Played half an hour and went, no, no, I don't like it. Uninstalled. Um, so I'm I'm actually waiting for Final Fantasy 16 to come out, and I'm I've got my Final Fantasy 7 remake. For the PS4, which I'll play on my PS5, um, that should tide me over a little bit. Yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure soon somebody's going to be well for both consoles. Really, they're going to be bringing out a bunch of uh, games, mostly just for the current gen now. So, 
Yeah, I'm talking to current gen games that aren't quite working the way they should be. So, Punk 2077 uh, lost 79% of its player base in a month. Um, that's a lot of people to, to lose in a month. Um, is it because of all the glitches? Yes, it's because it's unplayable. It's because, because people because I am interested in, I'm interested in what this game promises, but it just isn't. Yeah, um, yeah. glitchy on the PS5 still because I heard it ran better on. On, it runs better on the on the PS5, the Xbox X series, the Xbox S series, and PC. It doesn't do it very well on the PlayStation, PlayStation Slim, PlayStation Pro. Doesn't do it very well on the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and Xbox X. Even though there is an Xbox X limited edition Cyberpunk console that you can get. So it's a, it's a little on the mad side that I find it's crazy when they turn and go, oh, you should you shouldn't have built it for previous gen previous generation consoles. It's it took seven years to put together. You couldn't have built it for this generation consoles. I'm sorry. What they should have done is I think they should have done this. They should have gone PC first, and then six months down the line, console versions. Because I think six months down the line, this game will be playable on consoles. It'll take them about six months to do all the fine-tuning. As I said, Sony and Microsoft should have been sending nerds down there saying, guys, give us give us your code. Yeah, We won't take it out of the building, but we will help fine-tune it for our consoles, which, which would have worked. Yeah, and I'm surprised they didn't because it was a huge, huge game. It's yeah. a shame because it's... I mean, touch wood, I get a PS5 next month as long as I can get me pre-ordering quickly. Um and I'm going to want something to play after after um, Miles Morales. <laughs> Morales. Uh, um, oh no, hang on! If you do get it, get your your PlayStation collection. Get Days Gone. That is a, a great game. A person at work was playing it on the PlayStation Now collection, and they took it off the PlayStation Now collection midnight yesterday. Yeah, so midnight today. Sorry, and he phoned me up. He sent me he sent me a text message. He goes, "Can I call you?" And I, was, I got it this morning. And I phoned him back and said, sorry, mate, I missed your message. And he told me that he played it. It got to midnight. The game cut off, yeah, at midnight. So he was in the middle of playing it. It's like all of a sudden, what do you mean it's been rescinded? Yeah. And he had to then buy it again. He bought for 50, 54 quid he spent on it, where I sort of 15 on it because it was the digital version. And he, tur- he turned around to me because they could have offered it to me for 100. I probably would have played it because I was enjoying it that much. Yeah, um, I'll check it out. It was. There's quite a few games on the PS Plus collection once you've yeah. got a Five. Yeah. Well, you see, I mean, you, you, might, you might notice I've got my gaming sofa ready. <laughs> if you like, um, if you like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15 is on that collection as Never well. Played them, believe it or not. Never played yeah. Final Fantasy games. Sorry to insult you, Nigel. That's just, it's not through want of not wanting to. I've just never come across it. I, you know, I don't buy that many games, so I might though. Well, the thing is, they're free um, if you've got PS mm. Plus. So and and then there's a uh, Last of Us one, which is yeah. a good good game. That's on there as a, a days gone like. Yeah, I am I am looking forward to seeing what No Man's Sky is like next gen. No Man's Sky just seems really tidy. I think is the best way of describing it. Play it and everything seems like they tidied everything up everywhere. They so someone said someone taking a broom to everything and like we'll tidy up all the graphics. It's slightly crisp, slightly crisper. Let's kind of cutting in on that nonsense. How how if I bought Spider Man. On the digital copy, do I have to buy it again to get the PS5 version of it? No, you just go to the store and download it, and it will download the next gen version. No, it won't because you not with Spider Man. Sorry, so it I have to with, buy it again. 
it will with No Man's Sky, but you have to do it. It's a, it's a weird fuckery with No Man's Sky because you have to download it. Yeah, and you go, okay, brilliant. And then you have to then click on the button to then say, I want to upgrade it to the PS5 version. It'll upgrade it to the PS5 version. And then it just goes, bling, 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 as it gives you your 70 trophies that you got from the game back, which yeah. I find amazing. And it's like, okay, I've just doubled my trophy count for that game in one, one move. Um, I had but, to do, also with No Man's Sky, load the PlayStation 4 version of it, mm. tell it to convert my PlayStation 4 save into a PlayStation 5 save, come out, and then load the I, PS5 version. I guess say, again, touch wood that I get one on the release day. It might be a day after knowing Thailand, um, but um, touch wood. Um, I'll probably be calling you guys a lot. Oh, the fuck do I do this? It's, I'll be honest um, with you, it's it's not it's it's probably one of the easiest consoles I've set up. To set it up right. easier, have you got the PlayStation app? If you've got the PlayStation app yes. and you're signed in, when you turn it on, it, it says, is. "Have you got the app?" And you go, "Yes, I do." And it goes, pings a code, and you go, "Did it do?" And it goes, setting it up with all your I, settings. I think it gives you a QR code. code. So you can. I'm sure I had a QR code that I scanned. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So very easy if you if you've got your your app up to date and you're signed in. All right, let's let's move on to our reviews. If I'm fun of them. Right, I'm gonna move Keith over here. Talk some expanse. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, it was good. Did you watch the expanse, Nigel? Yeah, of course. Uh, have you watched it? Can I ask you you guys a question? Right, go for it. Well, the way the last couple of episodes have ended, do you think this was intended to be binge-watched and then Amazon changed their minds at the last minute and did a, a weekly release? Because the way those episodes end, they don't really end. And it just feels like this was designed to all be watched at once. No, I, I, I think I think, uh, I think it was the weekly. I think they, I think they were the, the, the first... I think they were... <sighs> Probably weekly with the boys because it does do the following at the end of each episode. Wait till next week, and you're like, "Oh, for God's sake!" <laughs> no. you know, like they could, they could yeah. put that in at the end. It's just the way those episodes, those last couple of episodes, written, they're kind of non-endings, and and it just feels like, oh, you know, that it's almost like I'll just watch the next one. If, it, it right, just hang on a feels second. like that binge-worthy thing. If you if you read the books. And that's how the chapters end to make you go on to the next chapter, and then the yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, no, I get, I get what it's yeah. doing. It's so just... I think it, it fits with the books if you read the books. Um, yeah, do you so... know what? Um, I've been I've been reading the uh, Maze Runner books. Uh, I know there's films, but I've been reading the books, and he has this habit of keeping the pace fairly high, and then you get to the end of the chapter, and he chucks something in. To make you go, oh, it's going to stop here and go to sleep. But I want to read now to find out what the fuck is happening. It is, and I think that's that's key to what they're doing here to the expanse. They are they are hooking you in a little bit and going, teasing you. You'll be in next week. I'll see you. Yeah, that's what they're doing. I, I think this. The, yeah, you're probably right. The, I mean, this week's episode, by God. That the, the guy that they've got playing what's his face really turned it up a notch this week. Which guy? Um, Marco and uh, Marco. Playing Marco because he's been a bit smarmy, but not truly arsehole-ish until this week. 
and then he just went like that. He's like, oh, there's the arsehole. Yeah. He just brought the arsehole to the do you game. Know, do and... you know what? If you're, if you're talking about the scene where they say that they should throw Naomi out the airlock, yeah? Yeah. I love that scene because that scene kind of explains the character really well because it's like he he wants to throw out the airlock. Everyone around him should see him wanting to throw out the airlock for betraying him, yeah? But he has feelings for her. He has feelings for, for Philip. And throwing him out the airlock's not really what he wants to do, yeah? The big guy calls him out saying he's talking bullshit, yeah? And he says, you're not, you know, da-da-da. He asks Philip intentionally so it wouldn't happen. And then the black woman goes up to him, turns and goes, if you wanted a job done properly, you should have come to me like that. She called him out on his shit. He was called out three times pretty much in that one scene on his shit. And it kind of shows a little kind of crack in his persona. Really, I was great seeing that. I, was, I loved that. Because yeah. he just spoke mm. volumes without then, saying too much. Then she then ends up being the person who crew swaps into drummers. Yeah. Crew. Oh, and dr- drummer knows something's up too. Because oh, she's, she's talking to her, goes, I'll, t- I'll tell your mum when I next see her. And he goes, oh, no, I'll tell her that. <laughs> that was exactly what I thought. Like, yeah. Um, and then dr- drummer's like, some shit's up. And the worst I thing know, is, I, I, I know what's going to happen here. I mean, it is obvious that, you know, drummer's hanging around. Drummer and the kid are going to save Naomi. That's, that's, that's clearly obvious. Uh, Naomi's going to save herself. But but I need more I need more adversarial and what's going on because I don't remember that I thought she got the gig of being made acting. Um, but the, the long uh, the short yeah. of it is is she's kind of in a position that we saw her at the start where she's not secretary general but she's the one pulling most of the strings and even he wants her to pull most of the strings because he turns around and says I'm the guy who looks after the drones transportation. I don't really know what I'm doing. You saved us from being bombarded by asteroids. Clearly, you know what you're doing. So I'll pretend to be in charge and you shut the shit out, which is the correct thing you do in a situation like that if you were the leader. You tell us, this guy knows what they're doing. You're in charge. <laughs> I thought, as soon as he walked in, I thought, who the fuck are you, pal? And um, essentially, yeah, he thinks the same. Who the fuck am I? Yeah. He's got, I need the person who used to be in charge. She used to be in charge, didn't she? Yeah. She used to call the shots over everything. Mm. And he knows, he even says, you know, I know you were in contact with Air Force One or whatever ever they're calling it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I know you, you gave him warning. You know what's up. I need you on my team. Yeah. And as soon as he walked in that door and introduced himself, I'm acting thing, I went, Oh, yeah, he's asking her to join his team, be the yeah. team. The, the person he asks, but the the down the downside for the moment is Avasara is absolutely fucking devastated because her husband's dead. I well, don't know if changed that. In the book, he's dead. She, she never finds out what they, happens to him, and it's kind they of a do tragedy. show. They don't show him categorically dead. Oh, I, 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 you, book, you no. see, the trouble is though, had it been had they continued with the characterization of the husband and the actor from the first series. That news would have been absolutely devastating, but the fact is, they made a namby pamby arsehole of a husband in the last series, and I'm I, kind of glad he's gone. Yeah, but <laughs> but you can see she's devastated by the whole thing. Yeah, but you don't understand. Back together. 
the, the whole that was the one thing that was totally wrong with season four. If I if I could criticize season four, the actor and the characterization of her husband, the way he is written in season four, you, you don't understand why she loves him because he's a dick. I yeah. mean, he's a dick. He, he Whereas a dick. In the one in the one in season one, the chemistry between the two of them, you was believable. Yeah, he seemed very. And, in the other series, he seemed quite supportive of her, always yeah. to lean on, providing actually very good advice to her on occasion. Um, the one last season, I agree, I didn't like him at all. It's almost like they chose, I don't know why they changed actors, but he flipped a switch and he just went, I'm just going to be a dickhead now. Yeah, it's it she would now, but she kind of she did need to be put in her place because of, of using her son's name in vain. I think is probably the best. Yes, but I think it. I think again the actor could have done the actor from the first one could have done that. Yeah. Um, uh, I just think the characterization, the way the the way the character was written, was a stark contrast from the way the the character was written in season four. That's my yeah. only real criticism of season four. Did not like the actor. Did not like the character, and that's not how that character is written in the books, and it certainly wasn't how he was performed in season one. So, All right. not not that sad, unfortunately. Right. It doesn't have the same effect on me that it should do. All right, Keith. Given the fact that we know the character, the actor playing Alex Kamal is, is going to get yeeted in the season, right? When they attacked that Belter frigate, him and Bobby with the Razorback, right? Did you think there was a good chance he might actually fucking die? You watching it going, oh shit, because that's making me go, oh no, he's gonna die. They're gonna, they're gonna do but, it. Uh, I fucking love that bit where where they get the door open and and I knew what was gonna happen, but it's just the way that you fucking Bobby's hand just bits, fucking blast the fucking hole through his head. It's like, yes, come on, Bobby. The only thing about that um, was why she missed her other shots. Yeah, yeah but I don't care. She's fine. awesome, and she's kicked ass, and she kicks the shit out of him. That's my yeah, and and the bit where because 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 the idiots have got their their torpedoes on the outside of the ship rather than in the, in some kind of magazine keeping it safe, um, and and he put the grenade on it, and then they got clear, and then he blew them up. It goes goes bye bye motherfuckers. <laughs> ah, yeah. dude, that was great. I enjoyed the hell out of that. And then you've yeah. got you've got um hold you Holden he's trying to get his shit uh, his ship ship back together because they bollocked up the coat so they're they're now out on the hunt uh, and I love the fact that Marcos is really pissed off by the fact that they didn't blow him up and they didn't take out Tycho Station either um that was that was fab fabulous and then you've got the kind of you've now got Amos being trying to be paternal with Clarissa yeah so you've got that. And then there's the thing with the, the thing about monsters, right? So they they he goes purposely goes to this guy who's shot people and killed people because of it. And because of that, Amos in his head goes, Well, it's fair enough that I kill this fella. Yeah, if I kill him, because that's what he, that's what his plan. He went in there with the plan, he was gonna kill him and take his ship. Yeah. And he was because he's fair game. Yeah, I'll figure out something, I'll I'll, I'll kill him, take shit. So he kills him, takes well, Clarissa kills him and takes the shit. And then they get into that thing, and then she has that dream, and she says, "Think of something about monsters." So he wakes her up, and he turns around and goes, "What? What, what were you saying about monsters?" He turns around and goes, "Oh, he goes. Um, it was a creative writing thing where we had to write little poets, poetry and prose and whatnot." And I said, "I'm not a monster because I fear." Yeah, and we all know that Amos doesn't feel fear. 
So when he heard that, he was like, shit, I'm the monster. And then she reminds him of the fact that he went there to kill the guy to take his stuff and everything like that. Dude, it was that was like a bit. And then his response to that is, I need to get back to my ship. Well, because he said, Holden would never let me have done yes. that. I yeah. need to get back to my crew. Because Holden's his moral compass because he doesn't have one. So he, he does borrows someone else's. And he did it with Naomi to start with. And then he moved over to Holden after a while. And even he turned around and said that to Naomi, he said in the previous series that he had trouble doing correct things because he doesn't lack that kind of moral compass. And that was, it was sad and good all at the same time because this whole se season is getting them back all together on the Ross and Nancy. That's the whole season. And then the next season is them kicking the shit out of, trying to kick the shit out of Marcus and Aris. And then something happens. Ah, oh, I'm looking forward. But yes, I enjoyed the crap out of The Expanse. I recommend you watch it, catch up, go on to Amazon Prime if you've got it. Just binge watch the entire series up until that point. Really, really good. It's great. It's CQ, watch it up to CQB because that's where it hit the four episode rule for me when I watched that episode CQB. And that's the one, the first season where they shed loses his head. You know, where they're all sitting in the, um, sitting in the, in the, oh, no, just focus has gone out. No, they're sitting in the thingy and all of a sudden uh, it's like whistling and then they look and then Shed's got no head in the big fucking hole where the Gauss round's gone through the ship. Oh, man, that was the bit where I'm perfectly on board with whatever you've got to show me from now on. Really good. Um, uh, Nige, um, you can get second seat for this one because Death in Paradise. Death in Paradise came back and you reminded me, actually, because I was about to check it. Um, before the podcast came out and you said it was on. And I was like, shit, it was on. So I put it on TV. First things first, um, it's in 4K Ultra HD and the colouring and it's, oh, it looks, it looks, the wide shots that they use, all the kind of panoramic things, look gorgeous. It gives oh. really sells, it really makes me want to go to the Caribbean. And Nigel, you need to go to the Caribbean. Just find an excuse. Go go there. As soon as it's over, I think I'm, I'm going to be, uh... and <laughs> I think the place I'm going to go there's a little place called Guadeloupe <laughs> <laughs> where Death in Paradise is shot. Uh, it's not actually on one of the islands in Guadeloupe. You've got Guadeloupe, which is the main island, and then you've got little islands around. Hmm. Now, it's actually filmed on Guadeloupe. I think it's on the west coast of Guadeloupe in the little area. It's, like, it's in a coastal area, and they use various uh, hotels and bits along the coast there. But as you know, San Marie is a fictional island just off Guadeloupe. Uh, but they film it on Guadeloupe. So yeah. it's it's amazing how many murders happen in this tiny fictional island. Yeah. Twin with but, Midsummer. <laughs> and the, the thing that's um the thing that got me right, okay. Uh in this um latest guide, the latest detective inspector, he turned up midway through um season nine and he yeah. was only here for one case that had a link to the uk back in manchester yeah. where he's from and he was meant to be flying back that afternoon or after he's decided that it's a murder and solved the case and all that sort of stuff um however he couldn't go back home because he had deep vein thrombosis or whatever in his legs yeah he couldn't and so the doctor said, you need to give it two weeks before you can go home, before I can certify you okay to go home. And so in that two weeks, so he's, he's been there to solve that murder in episode, I think it's five. 
And then mm. there's another. So there's eight episodes in this. So he was there for two weeks and he sold four murders. And you think, fuck me, that's busy. That's 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 quite a good that's quite a good show, isn't it? Ooh, a, he's had a good like you know. And um, this first episode of season ten, his mannerisms are getting better. He's made he's made note himself. And what I was telling Gareth is, it's maybe not the actor. I don't know the actor very well at all. Never seen him before. Um, whereas the previous actors I have seen in stuff tend to stem from when I was growing up. Like uh Jack. Jack Mooney. Yeah. Jack was Mooney from, from Ted. And then you've got um Richard. Oh, God, I remember him from something Richard but I... Ben Miller who was in a comedy TV show uh, uh, Miller and something and yeah. I think Miller and Carters. That's a steak place. Um, <laughs> Humphrey, uh, Chris Marshall. Um yeah. he was in my family no yes, um, my family. yeah it was my family and, yeah i remember him he's probably about the same age as us maybe a little bit older mm. but i remember him looking very similar to what he does now but younger you know mm. um and i recognize those people and i can get on board with those people their mannerisms they have different mannerisms and stuff like that this latest one gets on my fucking nerves it's almost really? like they've, they've shoved every last right bad trait he's probably a vegan but he isn't he eats chicken you know not every bad character trait someone has he's allergic to the fucking sun wind is about fucking hold on hold on hold on right i just like to point out yeah he's 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 got more lovingly referred to as health anxiety issues yeah so Mm. he thinks that the the office has got sick building syndrome so he's well he's at home being a pain in the ass so the uh, the chief commissioner, Don Warrington's character, um, Selwyn uh, Patterson, yep. uh, Selwyn Patterson, yeah, he's he's running it, yeah, and you can clearly see he's pissed off with him. All right, he's pissed off with him, and then one of the characters from previous episodes, uh, Florence, comes back. Yeah, she's great. I love her as a character, and yeah. he comes back, and they go to investigate this thing, and it's the first time she meets him. And the commission, the police commission goes, I didn't tell you about him because I didn't want to put you off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, I love that. And, and, and the then, is, I feel yeah. that I I have even more of an affinity now with the commissioner than I ever did uh, because he said that. And I'm like, oh, okay, right. No, I understand a bit more. And the I, fact, oh, my word, what he does. Not the commissioner, I, but I, him. No, see, the thing is, he, 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 does, he does know what he's doing and he does know what he's talking about, but... Because of his nature, doesn't quite come across as well. I love the fact that you had uh, you had oh, what's his name? It's not the the sergeant and the commissioner because the, the his help Ruby has fucked off to, to France. Yeah. Oh, um, he's working with him. And, AP. and it's like kind of we've got to canvas the area because I've done nineteen on this side. How many you've done? He goes twenty one, and he goes wow. Goes that's really good. He turns around, and goes no, I've just done number twenty one. It's like he's like, like, a nice pineapple cake and this, that, and the other, and you're like, and he's like looking at him, he's furious, but he can't be furious at him because he's the bloody police commissioner. Yeah, and it's like 20, you've just done one. And then there's some other bits where he's like telling him to put this thing up for cat poster and so forth yeah. and so on. And then he gets to the point that, that I can't remember his bloody name now. Is it Myers? JP. No, no, Myers Dwayne. That's that's Danny John Jill's character. His name's JP. JP. That's it, JP. And um, he 
he loses at him and he has a go at him there. He just goes, oh, he goes, blah, 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 blah. He goes, you're not holding up, not carrying out your work, not done anything, you're obsessing over a bloody bag. To which he turns around and he pulls out this lipstick. And so he goes, a woman who barely wears lipstick has a lipstick in her purse. And he undoes it and he goes, because it's a USB drive, like that. And then poor JP's like, oh, God, no, I've really fucked it up. There goes my career. <laughs> and then at the end of it, and then at the end of it, he turns around and says to him, he says, look, right, it's good that you hold your fellow officers to that standard. Yeah, nothing to be ashamed of. And he's like, oh, thanks. And then he's got that kind of, but you fuck with me, boy, and you're a trouble kind of little smirk in the oh, corner of the eye. He also you. said to him, um, were you testing me, sir? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, talking that glint, and he's like, you were testing me, you bastard. Oh, dude, it was, I, 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 do, I do like that character. And then you had the, the, the murder and, and whatnot. Yeah. I can't wait to see the next one. I can only see three listed on IMDb, which I'm a little worried about because I'm sure it's supposed to be ten. Uh, there's usually eight per season. Oh, eight. Okay, I'm sure it's we, yeah. we've been binging. Yeah. It's on Netflix series uh, one through to end of seven, I think. No, yeah, eight on Netflix, and then season nine is on the BBC app. Actually, all of them are on the BBC app. But if you've got Netflix, you can watch up to season eight, I believe. Um, and then you can, I, that's what we did. And then we watched uh, season nine on the BBC app and uh, recorded, yeah. it's, recorded and watched it. I find it funny because it's the only thing on the BBC I really actually watch and look forward to watching. Because it's, it's, as you said last time, even though there's death in it, it's still really nice. It's Somehow, such a, the thing is. really wholesome for murder to happen there. It's. To watch that program, you know exactly what's going to happen. You're going to get the start where the death happens, the middle bit where they're getting, getting clues mm. and stuff, and then the re big reveal at the end where they, they tell you about the long, convoluted way how this happened. That's mm. a given in every single episode. You know what you're going to get. What I pref what I like is the bit in between where the character development between the relationships between the police officers and uh, the way they go about their their lifestyle, really, yeah, that's the bit that sells you. Because yeah, yeah, that's Jack the bit that makes it. He's saying, "Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna, just going to take this back to my back to the shack and and work at home." And one of the other guys goes, oh, "Come over. I'll go, I'll bring some beers." And then they'll show them sitting on the veranda, mm. having a sip of beer, just chatting about life. And you're going, "What a life!" That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. As I said, Nigel, you 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 could do with a bit of Caribbean. Go to the right. Seriously, when you get when this shit is over, sort yourself out with Caribbean holiday. But remember the following, yeah? When you go to the Caribbean, they do things at their speed, and I'm not joking. You'll go yeah, to I'm a right. restaurant, you'll go to a restaurant and you'll be like, kind of where's my drink? Where's my drink? Where's my drink? Because they do it at their own speed. When you when you embrace that speed, yeah, that they do it at. Everything, everything seems to be a lot easier. All right. Yeah. I do. I do want to go. Um, I, I, I was looking purely because of this uh, program. Um, we've been watching it for years now, and it's a staple on TV. I, I think, in in my opinion, it is so much better than um, Doctor Who. Yeah, and viewers, certain shit's better than Doctor Who. The, the amount of views it gets um, since um, Chris Marshall took over as the uh, DI, it it shot up by a couple of million viewers per episode. So 
it's jumped up to about nine per episode and it's stayed at around nine, nine and a bit per episode <clears throat> throughout all of them. The latest DI hmm, dropped a little bit last season, but um, I'm sure he'll probably win people over the more yeah. irritating, less irritating he gets. Um, but it's that's just gives you an idea of how many people are watching this and how good it is. It, it's one of those nice little TV shows. Um, I was know, watching, oh. sorry. Um, it reminds me of something I heard that the final destination film crew said, where they have to come up with new and interesting ways for death to find the person who have escaped death. Yeah, that is exactly what Death in Paradise does. They find new and interesting ways that people die on the island to be picked apart. Yeah. And sorry. I'd like to point out, Keith, that most of the murder victims are holiday makers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. I was saying to, I was saying to um, my wife, I said, I do realize that um, most people who kill or are killed are people who have gone on holiday there and they've killed each other. Um, mm-hmm. There's the odd one or two, the latest one, we know who they were local people. Um, I won't say anything more in case you haven't watched it. Let's not say who did it. Although, you know, it was fucking obvious. Um, it is predominantly 95% holiday makers who are doing the killing and being killed. And so, okay. All yeah, right. really, really good. On another note, I, I started watching a TV series from ages ago. I'll keep this really brief. Called Odyssey Five. Did you ever watch Odyssey Five, Keith? Because I doubt Nigel watched it. It was about a Rings group of ast- about a group of astronauts that went up to to fix a satellite, and as they fix the satellite, the Earth gets destroyed, and then like, the last five people left on the shuttle Odyssey. It rings a bell, but I can't remember it. Had, had Peter Weller in it from Robocop. <sighs> Yes, I think I did remember watching this. I found a load on YouTube. This is the this is I found a load on YouTube and I watched like the first four episodes of it and then YouTube the fucking channel and I'm like, you bastards. So now I have to find the next lot of episodes of that because it's as rare as this is rare as like rocking on shit. Then you might get cancelled or something. I don't yeah, ring at the end of the season. It was annoying because yeah. it was they had like this they had the, the sentience, the synthetics and what they've referred to as exterminators, which came up towards the yes. end. Um, I do remember this. It's a long while yeah. ago, but I do remember it. Ah, dude, it was a good series. Anyway, well, it's time for our last segment, Frank, guys. <laughs> I am not joking when I read this out. All right. Mm-hmm. So, a Danish. TV program about a man with a giant prehensile penis has the internet perplexed. John Dillerman, a Danish cartoon or animation um, about a man with a giant cock. I'm not joking. I did not make this up. This hit my YouTube, this hit my YouTube feeds and I thought it was bullshit. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, by the way, the show literally translates to Penis Man. <laughs> um, if you believe the Daily Dot. This is, a, this is an image from it. So it's there's a TV show called Abney and Teal, and it has a certain kind of animation style, and it looks like they have the same animation style as that. 
But for the people listening, there is a picture of a man looking a bit like Waldo without a hat, using his giant cock to put fuel on a barbecue. Um, he's had that swimsuit specially made, hasn't he? I imagine he's had that specially. I'm honest, that was a joke. Like, that's not a penis. That's a giant parasite. <laughs> <laughs> that is a parasite, like venom parasite, but a penis-shaped one. Um. So it's it's real. I have no idea what the fucking Danish people were thinking when they put this on. It's a kid's I'm, show. Oh. It is a kid's show. I'm I'm you can hear my voice changing because my body is having trouble figuring out what the's gone on here. It's it's real. All right. It's God. real. There's look, there's a tweet from a check mark, even though I don't like check marks or Twitter. To prove that it's real, I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> I just what oh the my... fuck? Yeah, at first I was oh. utterly horrified um, by the Danish t- uh, show about a man with enormous pre- prehensile penis with a mind of its own. Then I was no, I'm still almost horrified. Uh, that's just, that's just... <laughs> this comes into the what? What are they thinking? <laughs> What were they thinking? Mummy, Daddy, why doesn't my penis do that? I have no idea. It it is the... It was the biggest what-the-fuck story of the week. Uh, Usually, It's usually some mum, yeah, not Danish children's TV that makes the (laughs) what-the-fuck story. I can't laugh. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's... Welcome to 2021. My country's biggest kids TV uh, kids network made a show about a man with the biggest dick and literally called it John Dillerman. Dillerman literally translates into penisman, a uh, penis. I'm fucking crying. It. Uh, it uh, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> see how long that show lasts. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! It might only be three minutes. Look, he's playing t- tennis with himself using his giant penis. Um, what else we got here? What have we done? Oh, so we're done with the with the story there. But um, yeah, yeah, so be careful about what you let your children watch on TV because it might be John Dillerman and his massive cock. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time we said goodbye. For those watching, thank you very much for watching. Give us a thumbs up. That'd be fantastic. Otherwise, we will see you in the next podcast. Guys, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, I can tell you one thing, that children's TV show definitely wasn't about Keith.